Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Clinical Signs Podcast. My name is Dr. Panarella. I'm back with you for episode 21. This one is going to be done a little bit by the seat of my pants. I've been away for a little while with a deserved break. I had gone uh, six straight months giving you episodes, and uh, I did take a little vacation time in the interim. So now that uh, my vacation time is over, I'm back at it. Today's podcast is going to be a relatively short one. This one is going to be about corn cobs. Now, I know in a previous episode I had talked about, uh, I had had a case in a, uh, I think, uh, some type of herding dog, like an Australian shepherd, and that dog had ingested whole a piece of corn cob that was maybe uh, three inches long and ended up taking a radiograph at that dog's abdomen. And lo and behold, you can actually see the corn cob. And what that does is that causes, uh, it's a foreign body and it causes an obstruction in the um, intestinal system. Usually not in the stomach. It usually passes, obstructions a lot of times will pass through the foreign bodies, will pass through the stomach and then cause an obstruction somewhere, usually down in, in the small intestine because the small intestine is substantially, the diameter is substantially smaller than the stomach. And that was the case with that dog. And I don't remember the specific clinical signs in that case, but the dog probably wasn't eating, might have been drooling, could have had diarrhea, could have had no stool, could have stopped eating, all the common things that we would find with an obstruction, as well as uh, what's called palpation. I don't think I've ever used that term before, but palpation is when you use your hands to actually feel a structure, whether it's a toe, uh, a leg, a joint, even the abdomen of a of an animal. Animals probably showing signs of pain, and that led to the conclusion: take a radiograph, and lo and behold, there's the corn cob. Anyway, long story short, I took my dog on vacation. I was visiting a relative, and uh, that relative has horses, and I'd put out half an ear of corn, and lo and behold, my dog goes out. First thing, what it should do, she goes right over to the the uh, little pan holding the corn cob and boom, starts chewing it, eating it up. And I came out and I said, oh boy, okay, here we go. I, I knew better, but you know, things happen to people. And so this is real life. We're not living in a fantasy world. And uh, I had to... I had to deal with this because I knew, number one, if you swallowed that thing whole, it would be a giant problem. So luckily for me, what she had done was she had actually chewed it up. Now, how do I know that? Even chewing it up could still be an obstruction because there's chunks of of non-digestible corn cob. And corn cob is not digestible by us. You know, dog, cats, you and me, we can't digest it. Maybe a ruminant could get a little bit out of it, but they also chew their cud and might chew it, or, you know, if they chew it back up, keep swallowing it, regurgitate it, chew it back up, they'll probably get some nutritional benefit out of it. And I know in corn silage that uh, corn is, is ground up, you know, the, the corn on the cob is ground up and, and it's softened. It's a whole other process. Anyway, what did I do? So I didn't have access to any, any, um, typical veterinary drugs to cause her to to regurgitate or vomit. I had access to hydrogen peroxide. I gave her hydrogen peroxide. Within five to ten minutes, she had 
vomited up a large amount of dog food and many chunks and pieces of corn cob. Uh, I waited about five or 10 minutes. I repeated the process. She vomited up a, a tiny bit after that. She retched a few times, and then that was the end of that. Now, I also had to have her on a you know my mental watch to make sure that she's eating, she has no diarrhea, um, that she's defecating normally, that she's drinking water. Uh, you know, she's not drooling. Many of the clinical signs that would go along with a patient that has a, a foreign body slash obstruction in their intestinal tract. And luckily for me, I got there in time. She never had a problem. It was smooth sailing after that. So this this is a fair warning to you that dogs will go after foreign on the cob. Even if you um, have eaten the corn, uh Offer the cob and this and thrown it in the garbage. This is the season of barbecues, cookouts, what have you. People love uh, ear corn and many ways to cook that. That's a whole other episode. If this was a cooking show, a dog will go after that corn cob, even you know the smallest dog to the biggest dog. And depending on the dog, they might actually I use the term inhale that, meaning that they're just woofing that whole thing down whole. Dogs do that. Dogs don't always chew things. Sometimes they actually swallow things whole. So luckily for me, it worked out. It might not work out for you. So any corn cobs, any bones, ideally you should be well wrapping them up and well out of a dog's ability to get even in the trash. Dogs go through the trash all the time. So depending on your pet, you know your pet, keep your dog away from the trash, keep your dog away from the corn cobs. If your dog does ingest corn, corn cobs, please see your local veterinarian. There's nothing better for you than to have an established relationship with a local veterinarian that you uh, work with and it works well with you, that you work well with, that works well with you. If you don't, I'm not going to sit here and tell you how much hydrogen peroxide to give. I'm sure if you go online, there's numerous sources. I'm not going to quote any sources here. That's up to you. You can give care at home. Um, just remember that if you do do that, there's a recommended amount of hydrogen peroxide to give. You can cause aspiration, and aspiration is fluid going into the lung, so we don't really want to do that because hydrogen peroxide, every, <laughs> even though people think it's really great on a cut, it's not really great because it's killing cells. Good cells and it's killing bad cells, right? Oh, we're going to clean that wound and pour hydrogen peroxide on it. You want to hear somebody scream, it's like pouring alcohol on it anyway. Hydrogen peroxide is not a great product for that, but it is a great product to cause regurgitation slash vomiting. And again, that's only in very specific cases. I'm not going to run down a list either of all the possible uses of hydrogen peroxide. I know in this case, for me, this worked. This application worked. So you, you need to use it in the right application. You need to make sure that you don't cause the dog to aspirate. And um, if you're successful, the dog will regurgitate or vomit back up whatever is in the stomach. It took me two, two times to do that. And then thereafter, the dog, uh, I didn't give the dog any water, any food. Dog did not eat for the rest of the evening. I believe that was in the evening or late afternoon that I did that. And uh, water I withheld for several hours. And then when I gave water, I only gave a little bit. So ideally, 
you think your dog is eating corn, gotten into the gar- corn on the cob, gotten into the garbage, call your local vet. They will instruct you what to do or go to the local emergency hospital. Remember, it's barbecue cookout season. Wrap up those corn cobs, those bones, keep them away from animals. It's been great to come. It's great to come back. I uh, look forward to bringing you more podcasts. This is Dr. Panarello for the Clinical Science Podcast. Thank you. See you soon.